Schlob Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, yes, 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 good evening, it is another beautiful Thursday night in the lounge, here in Learner's Lounge, Thursday, we are here with you tonight, and we're elated you could be back for another Thursday night, today is Thursday the 28th of May 2022, we are currently in the Apple Valley studio, the doctor will be in in momentarily and tonight is our Thursday night food for the soul Bible study sessions that is tonight 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 so we're just elated that you can be here in the lounge learners lounge Thursday so if you know anybody that wants to get their learn on don't hesitate to have them call in the call in number for those in radio land 
that may not have it, that might listen via Facebook, they might be listening via the online version of Law Talk Radio. The call in number is area code 818-668-5428. That's for anybody that can call into the United States. But if you can't call into the United States of America, that's absolutely understandable. What you can do is you can go on Facebook, facebook.com, and in your search bar, type up Blessings by Grace Radio, Blessings with an S by Grace Radio, and then you will see the live feed through StreamYard, and we will be on there tonight and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. for prayer, every Thursday at 8 p.m. for Learner's Lounge Thursday, and every Sunday between 12 noon and 12.30 p.m., we will be on for morning worship service on Sundays at the Greater All Nation Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. That is every week. We will be on every week, three times a week. Excellent. So now it's time for Inspiration Thursday. This is the time where I come on and do inspiration before Dr. Moore comes on. I do Inspiration Thursday, and this is my way to inspire you all, get you guys inspired. So tonight, I just thought I'd talk about walking in righteousness. Now, when we talk about walking in righteousness, some of the text comes out of Psalms 1, that's the first chapter of Psalms, verses 1 through 6. God blesses those who does walk righteously. That is just a synopsis of what um, Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, and I'll let you guys know my findings on um, 1 through 6. What I like to do is I like to research topics, guys, and then after I'm researching these topics, I like to go ahead and give you guys the information as I research it. Now, when we talk about Psalms, the first chapter, verses 1 through 6. And remember, this is my take on how I can inspire you guys. This in no way makes me the preacher or the teacher. It's just that when I research something or I'm thinking about something, then I like to just talk about it. So when we think deeply about the book of Psalms, now I like to research different commentaries, and the most prominent commentary to date, there are two that I like a lot. The first one is going to be Matthew Henry and his concise commentary, and also Schofield has an amazing commentary, too. So for tonight's inspiration, I'm going to be utilizing that of Matthew Henry as my connotation and my reference for tonight's Inspiration Thursday, while Dr. Moore will be in here momentarily. So when we talk about Psalms and we talk about the first uh, chapter of Psalms, verses 1 through 6, in the New International Version let me read to you where we're coming from, what that states really quickly. That way you guys have an idea. Now, this is in no way the King James Version. This Bible is the New International Version. And you may ask me, well, what's the difference? Well, let me tell you, it might have a word or two different, and it may have a little bit of a different meaning tonight. But this is the nearest Bible to me, and I wanted to read it straight from the Bible. And for those of you that don't know what the acronym Holy Bible stands for, I'll start with that. The acronym for Holy Bible is He Only Left You Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. That's what Holy Bible stands for. 
And as we delve into chapter 1, we're going to go verse 1 through verse 6. The first verse says, and this Bible is kind of hard to read, so I may have to switch Bibles just because that one, I can't understand the words my own self. Let me get a King James Version right here, and I'll make it quick. We're still waiting on the doctor, so that's why I'm trying to gather this inspiration for you guys real quick. That way you guys can just know what I'm researching, what I'm studying, and what I'm attempting to inspire you guys with tonight. All right, here we go. This is Psalm chapter 1, 1 through 6. It says, express the sense. Okay, here we go. This says, blessed expresses the sense of happiness, joy, and satisfaction in one state or circumstances. Okay? The second verse, and this is just a paraphrase. This is why we just paraphrase this. It says, for uh, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, uh, the Hebrew word Torah is usually translated as law, but is better understood as teaching or instruction. It is a revelation of God's will. For his people, rather than a body of legislative material or a collection of judicial decisions, both of which are notions often associated with the English word law. Verse 3 says, the image of the righteous as flourishing trees is a common metaphor. It is also attested in other ancient Near Eastern material, mostly notably the Egyptian wisdom text. Verse 4 is the contrast here focuses on the destiny of the two ways rather than on the behavior, which is developed in the first three verses. Verse 5 talks about stand, which has the idea of being able to remain or survive during the time of judgment. Some may have argued that this only refers to the final judgment of God. And then finally in verse 6, it talks about the final summary, which shows what is anticipated for those who follow the two ways. God's protection for the righteousness and disaster for the ungodly. And this, what I just read you, the little synopsis here, it was coming from the King James Version. This is a study Bible, so it was just breaking down um, what each of those scriptures uh, represented. That's what that was in reference to. And here, what my whole purpose of the matter is for the commentary when we talk about chapter 1 of Psalms and verses 1 through 6, the basis of what I took from my reading today was talking about this. It says, blessed is the man that walketh, not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he mediate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, verse 4, this is the actual writing. It says, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. Verse 5, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And finally, verse 6, this is out of King James Version, the physical verse is not just the connotation. It says, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. That's Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, King James Version. And then when we get into the commentary, now Psalms opens up with a description of the holy and truly happy man. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, blessed is the man, or oh, the blessedness of the man. How great, how unutterable 
in time and eternity. Now, the character is strongly marked by saying that the gentleman was blessed or blessedness, saying how great, how unnutterable for this person in time and for all of eternity. It also talks about his fruits that may be known. Now, it also states that he walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That means he doesn't walk with the sinner man. He doesn't walk with somebody that doesn't bear any godly fruit. He walks with somebody that can show him the way, somebody that is spirit-filled, somebody in the Old Testament that knew who God was and had a strong belief and a faith in who God was and what God can do for them. Now, it also states that does not take his maxims for the world, but it does lie in the wickedness nor does it fashion his conduct after the destructive ways, nor does it stand in the way of sinners, though through himself he was once such. He was once a sinner. This man was also destructive, and he stood in the way. But now he's walking with someone of the complete opposite, someone that's a follower of Christ. He now is walking in a better path, in a better light than what he was prior now, it also goes to state in my findings that the company of wicked men are continuously dangerous. And we must, in this modern day, we must separate ourselves from dangerous people that is sinners. Sin is dangerous, and we have to separate ourselves from that. And we need to avoid it at all costs. Now, the progress of sin is headlong. They who walk in the way of sinners will soon sit in the seat of the scornful. Determined iniquity makes way for daring infidelity. That's just coming from the first three verses of the first chapter of the book of Psalms. Now, really quickly, while the doctor is, is finalizing, is preparing this for tonight, let us deep dive into verses four through six. Now, in this commentary, the commentator goes on to say, verses four through six, the very contrast to those above has been described and the character of an ungodly person. They are not so. Sin is their only way that they want to do things. The company they keep is like themselves ungodly. Their opinions are erroneous as their practice is perverse. They abide in the path of true wickedness, and they sit down content with their own deceivings, negligence of God's word. They never consult in the secret place with God, and they sit under it with a weariness in it. Their thoughts are dissipated and pursuits of worldly vanity are freshly indulgent. They never fix on the sacred volume, nor day nor night are they occupied therein. Like a blasted tree, their leaf is withered, and instead of the fruit, only fit fuel for the flames. The curse of God is upon them in all the labor of their hands, and misery does follow them closer than the shadow. That's just like they say, misery loves company. So a person that's not having a great day, they're trying to tear you down, bring down the walls, that's a person that in the moment is walking in an ungodly nature. Their character of the day is ungodly. And the more that they wallow in their defeat, in their depression, this is the opportunity that they're going to continue to walk in an ungodly manner. They're going to continue to surround themselves with people that are ungodly, and then they will not be able to depart away from it in the moment because they're not ready to manifest what God has called on them to do.
You know, they're not ready to receive his word. So they walk ungodly, and they surround themselves in comfort of people that are ungodly. That's the walk of the counsel for someone ungodly. But here in the beginning, verses 1 through 3, it was talking about a man who was truly happy, a man who turned his life around and who walked with counsel of people that were godly, that understood the purpose. They understood the assignment. So they allowed him to walk with them so he could understand the assignment and his purpose as well. So that was just me giving you guys a little inspiration Thursday and breaking down my thoughts of the first chapter of the book of Psalms, verses 1 through 6. Remember, my commentary came from the King James Version Bible. It was through the Matthew Henry Concise Commentary. I love his intake on the Bible. And if you find anything that I utilize or say to be of a benefit to you, please read the word and find out for yourself. Because everything that I find, it can all be based back on Scripture. Now, the way I explain it may not be the way you understand it, but if you read it for yourself, you and I can at the end come to the same terminology and same agreement. I'm just so elated that you guys are here tonight, tonight, tonight. It's Learner's Lounge Thursday, and the doc is in the studio tonight. And every Thursday night that the Spirit of God gives us utterance, he is here to give us the Word of God. He's here to break down the religious barriers. He's here to teach us the unadulterated gospel so we can have a better understanding of the He Only Left You basic instructions before leaving the earth algorithm. That's what the Holy Bible stands for in my take of it. So that just means that God is prepping us through his word. It's prepping us for the end times. And if you don't know, you need to know God is on his way back sooner than later. So let us all get out our pencils, our pens, our paper. Let us get our Bibles and let us study, study, and study again. And tonight we get to study with the doctor. He is the founder, the overseer. He is the pastor and the bishop of the Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. If you're in L.A. and you want to come to church on Sundays, the address is 8516 South Compton Avenue in the city of Los Angeles. Zip code is 90001. Sunday morning service starts at 1130 a.m. And we do have a morning Sunday school that starts at 9 a.m. So if you want to learn on Sunday mornings, come to our Sunday school and catch some more lessons. And then on Thursday, come back here to Learner's Lounge and catch some more lessons again. So just grateful that you guys have allowed me this moment in time to give you guys inspiration Thursday and also gave you some housekeeping announcements where our church is located, when we have services every Wednesday for prayer at 8 p.m., Every Thursday, Learner's Lounge Thursday for Bible study, 8 p.m. And then Sundays, 9 a.m., Sunday morning, Sunday school, right in the sanctuary, and 11.30 a.m., Sunday morning worship. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. The reason we're all here tonight, on the line, in the studio, on the live, Bible study time. Let's get ready to learn. God bless everybody. Thank you, Sister Kitasha, amen, for that great highlight, amen, that you're bringing to us again, amen, on Learner's Lounge tonight. We pray, amen, that your spiritual ears is open and you can hear what the Word of God is saying 
Take it to your heart, amen. As she speaks to you, she's speaking out of her heart, amen, giving us a warning, a warning, warning that Jesus, amen, is coming. And I, I, amen, I want to just elaborate, amen, not up on that, but amen, up on Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I know you don't like to hear that, amen. Some of you don't like to hear it, but some of you are preparing for that. Just as I and many other thousands are every day, Jesus is coming. That's going to, amen, bring my attention to a very familiar scripture tonight. Uh, As we look into the 25th chapter of the book of St. Matthews. I know we have heard this expressed many times, but I believe it's letting us know, amen, that at this time that we're living in right now, such time as we're living in now, it is speaking to us about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. Amen. The 25th chapter of the book of St. Matthew, amen, Verse 1 says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their laps and went forward to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish, they took them, took their laps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, the old slumbered and they slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all of those virgins, they arose and they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And if they and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and says, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day another hour wherein the Son of Man shall come. The parable of the ten virgins. 
You don't know the day. Or you don't know the hour. When the Son of Man comes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He allows us to get up each day and breathe a breath of life. And we look forward, amen, for another day. But sometime during that process, we don't have another day. The warning of the Lord is going out to us. Destruction is in the land everywhere. And we can see, amen, that it is getting greater and it is getting greater. These virgins, virgins, amen, there were five wise and there were five foolish. They all started out well. Started out with great ambition and participation. They were virgin and they thought within themselves, I'm going to remain a virgin. I'm going to remain clean, spotless before the world. Because our Lord has told us to be a representative for him, wise and foolish. Can you hear that echo over the coas today? Wise man and foolish, wise young men and foolish wise uh, young men, wise young women and foolish young women, old wise men and old wise women. Are you really wise today? You that is confessing Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you went forward with your left to meet the bridegroom? Are you making sure, amen, the pathway that you are walking in, you got a light? The word of God is a light to your feet and a lamp to your pathway. Are you really seeing where you're going? Is the light, amen, turn on in your life? Are you stumbling in life? Wondering, amen, are you on the right path or not? Well, these foolish and wise, amen, Virgins, as they were on their way, the Lord had already given them instruction. Five of them were wise. That means they paid attention to the word of God. They did not, amen, just take the word of God and repeat it and didn't obey it. But they heard the word of God, the wise and they obeyed it. They put it down within their heart, regardless, amen, of the circumstance of what life was giving them. They put the word of God down in their heart. The five of them were wise. They kept the sayings of Jesus. 
And amen, a hypothetical saying tonight, are you really, you believers, are you keeping the sayings of Jesus? Are you like Paul? Are you a wise master builder? You see the things going on in life and, and all around you, and you know a lot of it, amen, is not pleasing unto the Lord. But are you, are you a wise soul winner? He that winneth souls is wise. you got to be harmless as a serpent, harmless as a dove, and wise as a serpent. Are you wise and, amen, trying to win souls to Jesus? As they were going on together, somewhere down the line, they said, and fine, well, foolish. Oh, here comes the dilemma of today. I'm saved and on my way to heaven but I can do what I want to do. I go to church. I, I pay my tithes. I give to charity. But when it comes down to who, who I obey, I obey myself more than I obey Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus understands. Jesus does understand. But the foolish, amen, say within themselves, as they finally drift away from the Lord, get caught up with the economy of this world, get caught up with the material things of this world and the pleasures of this world, and began to evade themselves from the true word of God. Or they try to coincide, make the word of God coincide with the world. I, I'm saved like you are, but I just don't quite live as holy as you live. Foolish. I heard the writer says in Galatians, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth. And that's my question out there, amen, to you tonight. You foolish one that you used to have the truth and you used to obey the truth. Who done come and trick you? Who have made you believe that God's word is not what it was when you first believed? Who done hindered you? Somebody to come in with their doctrine and somebody to come in with their, their theologians uh, uh, and speaking and somebody, amen, with their philosophy and have tricked somebody. Telling you it don't take all of that for you to get into heaven. But Jesus is telling the fire watch. The fire wise watch and pray. For you know not the hour of the day when the Son of Man should come. 
But of that day and and, and and that hour knoweth no man. No, 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 no. No the angels of heaven. But my father only. That is the only somebody is going to know. Amen. When himself is really coming. The angels don't know it. That's a secret from him. But only his father. And when we understand what the Father is, amen, we understand that is the eternal divine spirit of God himself who created all things. He's the only somebody that knows. He's just letting us know. But as the days of Noah were, so also the coming of the Son of Man be. Just as we see the days of Noah, they did not pay Noah any mind. When Noah, amen, preached 120 years, they made light of Noah. A whole generation made light of Noah, building or not. Talking about it's going to rain. They never had seen any rain before. They never had heard any clouds gather in the elements like they did on the day it began to rain. They never heard thunder and lightning before. But Noah preached 120 years and told him it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. But they took no heed. Foolish, foolish. Don't be a hearer only, but be a doer of the word. Many of you out there tonight is hearing the word, and you know it's right, but you still don't want to do right. You just don't want to do right. You don't want to live right. You want to please the flesh. The flesh means more to you, amen, than your soul means to Jesus Christ. And as these virgins went on, continued on, five of them were wise. I'm hoping tonight you are some of the wise ones. You know, I'm going to say this on the behalf of me and my salvation. When I first came to the Lord, I was one of those foolish ones. Some incident happened, amen, that caused me to come to Jesus Christ, but I thank God it did cause me to come to him. And after, amen, that incident, amen, was supposed to be over, I thought I must go back and go into the world and have the same fun that I thought I was having. But God had another viewpoint in my life that I didn't know anything about. And that was, amen, my soul to be saved. Always, amen, I never wanted to die and go to heaven, amen. But I didn't want to give up, amen, the things of, of the world. I didn't want to give up the material things, the pleasure of life, amen. I didn't want to give them up. But my soul was more valuable than anything else. And Jesus saved me. That's been over 50, 60 years ago. And I'm saved today, and I'm so glad 
to be able to testify to that. I'm saved today. I had many of my friends, amen, were testing me, and they said, amen, he's not going to be, he's not going to stay saved. We know him. We know what he likes. He likes those little women. He know he likes to drink. He likes to smoke. He likes to fight. He likes activity. And he's not going to stay in church. But the more Satan tried to pull me out of church, that's the stronger I stay in church. And I'm here today to tell you, thank God for being on the wise side. Many of my friends, amen, that I know, many of them is not here anymore. Many of them, amen, has gone on into judgment, and they went on into judgment without knowing who Jesus was. Wise. Look over the high rising of life today, and amen, look at life. It says, how many wise people do you really see? You can see many confessing the Lord, many saying in his name, many prophesying in his name, many preaching in his name, but that doesn't mean they know him. The writer went on down to let us know that in this parable, the foolish, only a fool will say in his heart that there is no God. In our day and time, amen, if you can't recognize the power of God, you're acting like a foolish man. The writer, amen, in Job, when Job, amen, was full of swords and boys, and his friends were making light of him, amen, because he was in that condition, and his wife looked at him and said, why don't you curse God and die? Job returned and asked to say, you talk like a foolish woman. I know I haven't did anything wrong. I know I haven't trespassed against God. Though he slay me, though he destroy me, yet will I trust in him. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody act like a foolish woman out there because you're holding on to your integrity in the Lord. You can't move, amen, your muscles like you desire. You can't get up and walk, amen, like you want to. You can't praise God, but yet you hold it on. Somebody say you're foolish. But I'm encouraging you. Keep on giving praise to her. You're wise. You're wise in Jesus. These foolish amen virgins, they began, amen, to get idle-minded, restless in their mind. They, they didn't want to live, amen, holy and clean anymore. We're going to, amen, keep the lamp, but, amen, we, 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 we're not going to, amen, uh, 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 worry about the light, amen. If the light comes, it's there, and if it's not, it's okay. And what happened as they were on their way, the Zion song they used to sing that fed their soul, it wasn't interested anymore. But they began to hear the circular song in life, and them circular song had more meaning to them, amen, than the Zion song had. They began to watch circular peoples. 
and seemed like they were more happier than the Christian was. You know when the writer says, amen, in Psalms, amen, Asperger says, amen, my, my, I, I, my foot almost slipped because I saw the wicked prospering. Seemed like they were enjoying themselves so well until I went into the house of the Lord. And when I went into the house of the Lord, the Lord did something for me. Oh, bless his holy name. These five foolish and five wise, foolish, amen, is still trying, amen, to get the rest of us is to relax. Put your guard down. Don't worry about it, amen. Jesus ain't coming today. You got tired. You still young. It's not about your age when you're, amen, in Christ Jesus. It's about your life. People today, amen, say, you haven't even lived your life. It doesn't make any difference in the sight of the Lord. Amen. Jesus wants you to come to him when you are a child. Train up a child in the way that he should go so when he get old, it won't depart from him. Don't let nobody tell you you're too young to come to Jesus. You're too young to settle down. Amen. And be by yourself. Don't you let folks tell you that lie. It's God made you, and he knows you. But these foolish amen, they began to venture out into life. They that were foolish, they took their lamps and took no oil with them. Listen, if you are out there, and you are dressed up and acting like, amen, that you are in church and you love the Lord, amen, but you don't have no oil in your vessel. You don't have no anointing upon you. Well, you don't belong to Jesus. You can go sing all you want. You can have a talent, amen, and you can, amen, call the anointing for But if you don't have no Holy Ghost oil, you don't belong to Jesus. You've got to have some oil in your vessels. Oil is a commodity that even in the physical realm we can't do without. Why do you think, amen, we are in uh, the condition that we are in right now, amen, with uh, Russia and Ukrainian and all the other Eastern nations, amen? It's about oil, oil. Everybody fighting for oil. We spend billions of dollars a day, amen, trying to get oil in the coming to our land because it is a it is a surplus, amen, is to help us function. Well you need the oil of the Holy Ghost is to help you function. If you don't have no oil in your life, you are dried up, you are dying, and you are going out. Your vessels, amen, is not getting the substance, amen, that is need. You need oil to live. I'm talking about that Holy Ghost oil, that Holy Ghost anointing. You need that to live. What side are you on? Are you on the foolish side? Are you on the wise side? Everything, amen, does not please the flesh. 
If you are a Christian, amen, your flesh is not pleased every day. But one thing, you, you have assurance. You know if Jesus would come back after you right now, you would have eternal life. You know, amen, without a shadow of doubt, amen, you have pleased him enough, amen, that he would accept you into his kingdom and you would live forever and ever without a shadow of doubt. What what is it to live 60, 70, or 80 years, or even 90 and 95? What is that time compared to eternity? I think about the Bible. It says, what would it profit a man is to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what would he have in exchange for his soul? Nothing. Your soul is important. Young people, whether you realize it or not, your soul is important. And a lot of you young people, you're selling your soul out to the devil every day of your life. You're selling your soul out to the devil for some weed, for some glamorous time, doing things, amen, that is incriminating your body, mind, and soul. That's not fun. That's not fun, young people. Don't be like uh, uh, who was the uh, Esau. Amen. Don't sell your birthrights out for a bowl of beans. For you to be famous in this land, don't sell your birthright out. Because this land is going is temporary. It's going to fade away. But eternity is forever. Are you going to be wise tonight or are you going to be foolish? This is Dr. Moore, amen, coming to you. I love you tonight. I only want to speak the truth to you. Amen. And say, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered, and they slept. They all slumbered. They all went below the level in which, amen, they were supposed to go. They, they slept. So we got a lot of people today is spiritually sleeping. They need to be awake. Awake out of our sleeping. It's time to arise. It's time to look around and see what time it is. Just because yesterday, well, yesterday, it don't mean today, amen, is going to be the same. Wake up. See what hour we're living in. We're living in an hour that the Holy Ghost, or let me rather say the rapture could come any minute. Are you really ready? You confess in Jesus, but are you really ready for the rapture? Is it take place in your life, move you out of this old earth into another realm of the Are you really ready for that? A whole new transformation? Think on it. They're all slumbering and they tarry. Uh, they're all tarry. Some and they slept. Oh, but they forgot the words of Jesus at midnight. Don't you know, amen, there's a midnight cry. 
young people, old people, there is a midnight cry is before us. Meaning, amen, that everything is about to close down. It's getting dark. It is getting dark, a midnight cry. Amen. It ain't time, amen. For you, amen, to go to crying out when the earth began to shake. It ain't, amen, that is not the time. The time for you to cry out is now. It's midnight hour is coming. And if you are not ready, amen, it, you may not get ready. It's midnight. It's dark. It's time now, amen, that people will not hear and endure sound doctrine. They don't want the real true word of God. And they don't want you telling them about the word of God. But you better keep some oil. I'm talking to the fire wires now. Keep oil. Wake up. Wake up and look around you. It's time, amen, for Jesus to come back at his church. Wake up. But the bridegroom came. Then at midnight, amen, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. If he will come now, if he will come now. Church of Jesus Christ, could you go out to meet him? Or would you have to say, hide me from the one that sits on the throne? Would you have to put your head down in shame? If he was to come right now, could you meet him? Could you welcome him in your home right now? Or would you be ashamed for him to come right now? Because you know you're not ready. Oh, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. It's going to be a many, 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 a many person disappointed. Amen. Oh, when he come, because they know, amen, they are not ready. It's a go back with him. But let me tell you. Right now, right now, you can get ready. You can get ready right now. If you're not ready, you can get ready. Do you have enough oil in your vessels? The time is coming, amen. It says, amen, that all of those virgins, they rolled and they trimmed their lamps. They made sure they could see. Is your lamp trimmed? Amen. Uh, uh, do you have all the glows, amen, clean? Can, can you really see, amen, where you're going? Uh, is everything, amen, in the glow so dirty you can't hardly see? Clean your lamp. That's your eyes. Let your eyes be clean so they can see right. Let your ears be open so you can hear right. Praise the Lord tonight. Foolish and wise virgins. And the foolish said unto the wise. Now, they wasn't communicating. They were on a whole different level. When amen, thing was 
not like it was supposed to be. They were on a whole different level. But now the time has come, and the food is seen, amen. Their life was in jeopardy. Now they want to talk to the wise. And the food is said unto the wise, give us of your oil. Give us some. Wait a minute. We done made a mistake. We done took on the presence of life. And we done went back, amen. And we done lost our oil. Will you help us out in the time of our distress? Give us some of your oil. But the wise says, not so. We done suffered a long time. We've been waiting on this. I can't give you none of my oil. I don't have enough for you and me. I just got enough salvation to save my own self. Salvation was for everybody. The same blood that he, amen, shed on the cross for one, he shed it for everybody. You should have, amen, kept under the blood, but you lost it. You lost it. Give us, give us some of your oil. Can you hear that in a distressed in time now where people say, give us some of your salvation? We didn't know it was going to be like this. We would have held on to the Lord if we would have known. But I heard the Lord says, and the foolish says, Unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be no, not enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell. Now you go for yourself. Go find, go find out to them that sell oil. Amen. Go go back and find out, because I can't give you none of mine. And buy yourself. Go buy for your own self. Everybody got to, amen, uh, see Jesus for their own self. I can't help you, and you can't help me on that day. You got to see him for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Don't let it be too late. Have you heard the word too late, too late, too late? Don't you let it be too late. The day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Come on, children of God. Wake up and let's praise the Lord. Don't wait a minute until a storm rise in your city before you begin to say yes to the Lord. Don't wait till some disaster or some disease come through and destroy a million of people before you say yes, Lord. Praise him now. And they that were ready, they went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Don't let the Lord shut the door on you tonight. Beloved, you are there tonight. Don't let the Lord shut the door on you. Once the Lord shuts the door, no man can open it. Is it Dr. Moore tonight saying, God bless you tonight. We will finish this another time, but Jesus is on his way back. Why didn't come before destruction? 
May the Lord richly bless you.